five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. That was the uh, Isley Brothers, not quite Yacht Rock, but covering a Yacht Rock classic in Summer Breeze. With a very restrained Ernie Isley on uh, guitar, channeling Jimi Hendrix right there. A little bit of a break. We're still in the yacht vein. And I was actually searching for a reasonable... Uh, yacht, yacht, yacht track. And that popped up and it's not, you know, it's not classic yacht, but today it's yacht enough. What's going on, everybody? It's me. I'm back. Robert Phoenix coming off a, uh, about a two and a half hour, two hour, 45 minute show last night over on YouTube. If you haven't checked that out, I'm sure you have, but if you haven't go on over there and and I did my best to break down the upcoming Mars-Uranus True Note conjunction. And um, hopefully I did a reasonable job with that. I tried to take a little bit of a different tack. Um, there are some things I didn't cover, but I'll probably cover next week. And that was the 1774-1940 uh, period. And I remembered after the show, like, man, I didn't talk about that enough. So I'll talk about that next week. So it's good to leave a little content on the table so you can come back to it, right? Well, how is everybody today? We uh, start another week here in the um, the maelstrom that is our, our, our daily experience and finding ways to navigate and get through it and hopefully still experience the celebration of life as we do. <coughs> um I'm going to be going for an hour today because I have to take my car into the shop and I got to get there relatively early. So we're going to basically shut her down at about uh, 10 after uh, the top of the hour. So let's get going. Let's not waste any time. You know, we have to do first and foremost here is we have to do a little shout out to True Hemp Science which I did not do last night, but we had Chris on on the Friday show and hopefully uh, people got his message. It was good to have him on so he could talk about the process a little bit more. And, and you know, we've, we've had him here on, on this show, but uh, not on the, uh, the Friday show. And I got a new batch of gummies. Thumbs up. And um, I actually... Uh, turned a friend on to Chris who's having some health issues and uh, he spent maybe 
half hour, 45 minutes with her on the phone, just talking through some stuff, which and that was on Friday, I think, after the show. And that's just, you know, that's how he is. He loves talking about the CBD. And um, as I've mentioned before, he's always like tweaking and bringing new things kind of uh, the more he grows, the, the better off he's able to uh, innovate and, you know, create more products, which you've all helped with. And thank you for doing that. So if you go to truehempscience.com backslash ref backslash 23, uh, and you get close to hundred bucks worth of goodies products, he'll send you some more. All you got to do is type in one five. That's number one. And the number five, M-I-N-S, those are capitals. Once you check out, he'll know where you're coming from and he'll he'll send you some little extra goodies there. So if you're listening on the podcast side of things, that's truehempscience.com backslash R-E-F backslash 23. And that'll get you into the right page. Okay, let's uh, check in with Chataria before we jam on the uh, on the content for today. See how you guys are doing. JJ's in the house. How about that? You can see JJ. There's Tom. Good morning, TJ. Michael Pafford is here. Uh, let's see Sony checking in. There's Ryan. How's it going, Ryan? Good to see you. Uh, let's see. Wendy says she's here. Hello, back, you beautiful person. There is my girl Fran, CC Jones. What's going on? Good morning to you. Catherine Kramer, sick as a dog all week. I'm not sure I call it COVID. It's more like 5G poisoning along with bioweapon foisted upon us by our own government. Yeah, it is out there. You know, David Palmer, I think, is an example of catching the five-day thing and sleeping for three of those five days. Hucklebuck411, what's going on, HB? Good to see you. Uh, Let's see who else we have here. Hope you're feeling better, KK. Good to see you back. Let's see. Who else do we have? Tondar. Yeah, very smooth. You know what's interesting about that track? I think the Isleys were playing live. And do you see the stack of amps behind Ernie Isley? <laughs> like fucking huge. Um, and I think a lot of the bands on Soul Train lip synced. But apparently the Isley brothers were not one of them because they were doing that live. JJ Rain de Blanc. Crisscrossing the transcontinental body of North America. Good to have you here today. Uh, smooth as baby poop. <laughs> That's funny. Last night's show was so positive. We need that from time to time. You know, yeah, I agree. And I was just trying to bring another perspective to this whole um, potential astrological catastrophe. And um, I think we I think we covered that in a pretty reasonable fashion. Kelly B, today isn't going as planned. Uh, my girl had to miss school due to congestion and fever. In summertime school? Or preschool? Maybe it's preschool. Am I right? Or people going back to school already? Could be. I don't know. Hope she gets better. Take good care of her. I know you will. 
There's my man, Maurice 100, Michael, Sister, C Sister Nino, DJMC. Don't forget LA Bliss. Yeah, you can give her another vote. I'll vote for her again today. She got through the first round. Let's see if she can get through the second round. I think if she gets to the third round, we're getting like really serious with. And she's got to do, if she gets up there, she has got to do a shout out to Chataria. I think that's part of the deal. She gets on the stage at the Hollywood Bowl and gives a shout out to Chataria. That would be cool. And get some video on that. Yeah, now we're talking. You watched all my shows from a reclining position. I'd like to do my shows from a reclining position, actually. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, just kicking back here in the old burka lounger. Oh, it feels so good. Hey, Ani, could I have another iced tea? I'm getting ready to go on live here. That's right. I need a little iced tea to wet my whistle. Let's see who else do we have. Julie Sunshine. Julie Sunshine. It sounds like a, a pop music song from the 60s, doesn't it? Her name was Julie Sunshine. She broke into my life. Feeling musical today. Speaking of which, <laughs> I watched the original version of uh, Be Dazzled over the weekend. God, that is so funny. Those guys, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore, just knocked it out of the park with that. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? I'm making you laugh. Good. Laughter is always the best medicine. Julie Sunshine. <laughs> All right. Um, now we're about to get dark. We're about to go, go dark here. Uh. I've just been watching more and more people with the, uh, the effects of the old, you know what? And one of the latest casualties happens to be Mark Ryder. You may ask yourself or Paul Ryder, my bad. Mark Ryder is a different writer. Paul Ryder. So let's go into the uh, Daily Mail. Paul Ryder was uh, in the Happy Mondays. His brother, Sean, of course, part of the Happy Mondays. They were the bad boys of Manchester. The mad, the, the mad men of Manchester or Manchester when that whole scene started to break and became the object of a massive bidding war uh, Paul Ryder is now dead. So let's get into the details here a little bit. Um, Sean Ryder recalls devastating moment. His mother found his brother, Happy Monday's bassist, Paul, dead in her home in shock circumstances. The musician was found dead last week before the band were due to play at a Kubik's festival. Is Kubik's? Kubik's? 
festival in Sunderland on Friday. Paul was found dead at the age of 58 in bed by his mother, Linda, last week, having died unexpectedly, with Sean seeing his brother complain of a headache before his death. Sean, 59, and Paul were the original founders of the Happy Mondays that formed in Salford in uh, 1980. That's in Manchester, by the way. Sean Ryder has spoken out about the moment his mother found her son, his brother Paul Ryder, dead last week. The musician, 59, is planning to take to the stage. That's the spirit, Sean. With the Happy Mondays, who Paul was the basis for in Scotland next month, but he, is, it, but he says it will be difficult to get used to the idea of him not being there. These guys did so many fucking drugs back in the 80s and 90s. Copious amounts of drugs, which ultimately led to the downfall of the band. Imagine that. Um, Paul was found dead at the age of 58 in bed by his mother, Linda, last week, having died unexpectedly with Sean saying his brother complained of a headache before his death after arriving back in the UK from Los Angeles where he lived. Sean said Paul went to stay with, at his mother, Linda's, in Salford, put himself to bed after taking painkillers for a headache. Linda went to check on Paul at 6 a.m. to find him dead and discover rigor mortis had set in. He said, according to the son, when the ambulance came, they said it looked like it had been a blood clot or a brain tumor. But it's just weird that he'd had the COVID booster the day before. Oh, is it? Is it that weird? So that means he had been vaxxed at least twice. And now has the, uh, the, the booster or had the booster. We'll find out as there's got to be an autopsy. So it means we won't be able to bury him for about another two weeks. I can just imagine how that's going to go. And then it'll be interesting. It'll be, I mean, you look at these guys and, you know, they were, they were kind of first generation punks, you know, they're my age. You know, they listened to, uh, but they were different. You know, they were not into, you know, regular sort of punk rock bands. They were weird kind of outsiders, but they had, they had a punk attitude. And, um, you know, is it going, is it going to prevail? Is it going to carry through or are they going to be able to, uh, pay Paul, uh, Sean Ryder off or convince him that it was just a fluke? Let's, let's keep, keep reading here. Um, it emerged last week. The happy Monday's bassist Paul has died suddenly age 58. The musician was found dead on Monday, just hours before the band were due to play at Kubik's Festival in Sunderland on Friday, Sean 59 and Paul were the original founders of the Happy Mondays. The first one myself for 1980, the band paid tribute with a Facebook post, which read the writer family and Happy Mondays band members are deeply saddened and shocked say that Paul Ryder passed away this morning. The writer family and Happy Mondays band members are deeply saddened and shocked to say that Paul Ryder passed away this morning. True pioneer and legend. He will be forever missed. We thank you for respecting the privacy of all concerned. At this time, long live his funk X.
Um, let's see. Following the news of death, Paul's death, Paul is dead. Fans and showbiz stars rushed to offer their condolences on social media. The band Fat Cops wrote on Twitter, RIP Paul Ryder, who was a good friend to us. We toured with Happy Mondays, hell of a bass player. Founding member of Oasis, Paul Arthur, shared thoughts with you all, Sean. Sad news, four X's, five X's. While musician Rob Smith shared, RIP Paul Ryder, DJ Graham Park added, no, very sad news. Sorry for your loss. Sending love. UB40's Ali Campbell offered his sympathy adding condolences to you and yours, Sean. Stay strong. Big love. I mean, you know, well-meaning, well-intended. But where's the holy shit, was he vaxxed tweet? I wonder where Ian Brown is on this. You know, I used to follow Ian Brown on Twitter. I have not seen, he might've been kicked off of Twitter. Ian Brown was the one rock and roller who was openly and vehemently, him and Van Morrison, against the shots. After their heydays in the 80s, uh, here we go. Paul has been previously very open about his addiction battles in the early days of the band and used heroin. After their heyday in the late 80s and early 90s, Paul struggled with heroin addictions. Yes, we, yes, you guys did. Uh, let's see. In 2014, Paul told Mail Online how he treated his now 16-year-old son's cancer with cannabis. He had said that as a recovering addict, he would never have encouraged Chico to take drugs. So these guys eventually came around and figured out that the thing that made them theoretically productive was the thing that also destroyed them. Uh, but when faced with his own son's diagnosis, a rare form of soft tissue cancer, the musician said he and his wife took the decision to use cannabis oil. That's the Rick Simpson oil. Just weeks after Christmas, his family received devastating diagnosis. He was suffering the cancer, ribomyosarcoma. Doctors in Los Angeles family lived prescribed a synthetic form of cannabis to ease the side effects of chemotherapy, such as nausea and vomiting. But Chico's parents took the treatment one step further, giving the 11-year-old son cannabis oil through his stomach tube with the full support of his medical team. Paul originally from Southwell to a mail online, I found myself coaching him on how to inhale cannabis vapor from a vaporizing machine. It was surreal, but it worked brilliantly and gave him instant relief. Chico's illness came as a huge shock to his parents and older brother, Sonny, who was age 12 at the time. His mother, Angela, 50, said before he became ill, he was a normal, energetic kid, loved skateboarding, dirt bike, riding, and football. They lived in LA. Everything was going well until we were hit with an almighty bombshell. A sore throat didn't clear up and swelling appeared on the side of Chico's neck. Initial tests for lymphoma were clear, and the family breathed a sigh of relief. But five days before Christmas, he became very ill. With Paul away on tour with the newly formed band, Angela kept him updated with texts. And one night, as he was about to take the stage, his phone bleeped with the news about to change his life. They're admitting him to the hospital for more tests. 50-50 chance it's cancer. The message read, Paul said in the days throughout the gig, I can't remember playing at all. It was so surreal. So now we're talking about this kid who's sick. Three days after Christmas, Chico was diagnosed with the uh, rab, rab, rabdomyocarcoma, myosarcoma, rabdomyosarcoma. 
Uh, it was the start of an uphill battle, which we see Chico cheat death more than once. While his father and uncle, Happy Monday's frontman, Sean, hid their secret heartache from fans. So he's been in remission. The kid's been in remission. According to Herb, the teen still takes cannabis oil on daily, as well as nine other supplements. He grows his own cannabis. Oh, good for him. That's how it should be, by the way. In the past, Paul's spoken openly about his brother, brotherly rivalry with Sean. So we go from the death of Paul Ryder into the story um, with his son and his son actually recovering from a very devastating form of cancer. Interesting. Sean, who suffers from alopecia, and was diagnosed with ADHD last year, explained the Guardian. I was a heroin addict for 20-odd years, but there's been no damage of that, off that. I've never had anything wrong with me until I was 53. Uh, so he's got the alopecia. I guess he was um, doing too much to his afro. He was straining it too much with chemicals to get the... Uh, Get the kink out. No, I don't know why he had alopecia. So that's the latest news. It's fascinating how they started talking about what happened to Paul Ryder immediately shifted into his son's illness, his brother's illness. So what, what what's the net effect of the story? Are they trying to basically normalize illness in the writer family. Is, is that, is that what's going on here? Oh, they're all fucking sick. It's just another way of, you know, it's a, it's a sick family. I, you know, I get it, right. They're trying to turn it into more of a human interest piece and, you know, how the son overcame his struggles with cancer, how Sean overcame his struggles with heroin addiction and ADHD and alopecia. Um, but it's not the only story there, there are, the stories are mounting around all of this. And let me see if I can find the one that really, really got me really flipped my wig. By the way, when I did a search for vaccine victims on Google, let me show you what it revealed to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back here and just show you the process. So I did a little search for Tiffany Drover. Watch, how, watch what the algorithms do. Oh, it changed. Changed a little bit. Wow. So this is the second run I did on this. Um, the first one was basically telling people that it was all a hoax, right? All the anti-vax stuff, vaccine skeptics, victims. See, this was really the majority of the search results. 
interesting. But it's still not getting to the heart of what we were talking about or trying to talk about. This is interesting. This is very, because this was this, man, this is so fascinating. Because the first one was like completely anti, anti-vax. Agenda 21, bioweapon COVID-19 exposed. So this is the second pass at the same thing. Wow. Wow. You can sue. Hope for Lyme disease. This goes on and on and on. That's really interesting because the first time that I I did a, a pass at it, it was not. Those search results were not forthcoming. God, that's fascinating. Is, is the algorithm listening to me? Is it watching the show? If so, can the algorithm uh, bring up a few votes for Lisa? All right, let me get back to the, the, the uh, post that I'm trying to find here. Give me one second. So yeah, Sean Booster had a... Uh, Sean Booster. Sean Ryder had a booster the day before he died. Does it get much more uh, visible than that? I'm telling you, this wave is going to break. This wave is going to break. And it will not be pretty. And the response will not be pretty either. The reaction to it on the global stage. So looks like monkeypox is up on deck next. Uh, the WHO has declared the rapidly spreading monkeypox outbreak a global health emergency. So is this going to be the next wave here? Here's another one. Uh, Let's see. Should I read this one? Hmm. I'm going to skip that one. That's not what I was looking for. It's a, apparently it was a, a, somebody who was, I didn't know they had this, but a nude reality show. I think she was on Naked and Afraid. I think that's what it was about. Uh, let's see. Let me keep going here. There's a woman who, I talked about this last night in the show. She had um, eczema. See if I can do a little search here. Give me one second. Oh, I hate this. I could be stuck in capture hell here for a minute. Don't you just love captures? 
Uh, let's see. Flare-ups. Eczema. Mm. That's not it. So there's this woman who I talked about her last night. And she had had a very disturbing uh, reaction. Let's put it that way. Reaction. To her third booster or her third shot, which is, I guess, the, the first booster, right? And I'm just trying to go through this and see if I can find. I should have saved that post. I apologize for that. Trust me, though, there's, there's plenty. There's plenty. Okay, so we have we had a proof of life about Joe Biden? By the way, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any proof of life for Joe Biden. So what's going to happen with Biden here? I think he's going to go. I talked about this last night again. Um, he's going to go. They're going to try to ramp through a bunch of stuff. Maybe even, I don't know if he could do like a um, an executive order. I guess they could rig it up a little bit. Have a rigged up holographic press conference. He could do an executive order, and uh, and then they could disappear him. So they could run up the tab, and then disappear. I think uh, Breyer, Stephen Breyer, retires this week, so we're going to get uh, KJB on the Supreme Court. I mean whatever with the Supreme court at this point, it's a one for one swap. Speaking of which Brittany Griner is still in Russia. They haven't made the big, the big change out the big, the big prisoner swap yet. Um, the who, let's see, there was something else I wanted to bring up with the VAC stuff. Where is it? Seems like that the the monkeypox thing is like at this point real, re related to the quote unquote gay community, right? But apparently, these uh, young kids are starting to get monkeypox as well. So NBC says gay and bisexual men comprise ninety eight percent of monkeypox cases globally. The WHO declares rapidly spreading monkeypox a global health emergency. Um, is this true? Is this true? So apparently the monkeypox is 
incredibly painful. Incredibly painful. And where it's painful is uh, the bum. I saw this uh, person here. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, so let me show you this. I don't know if this is a man or a woman or not. A little TMI, to be honest with you, but this is what I'm talking about. Started feeling mild flu symptoms Saturday night. Had sex prior that afternoon. I assumed I was getting COVID again. Oh, but that test was negative. I took ibuprofen for my symptoms Saturday, Sunday, and it pretty much knocked them out. Monday, I woke up feeling fine, except for a painful pimple right under my skin on my index finger. I assumed it was a blister from working out. By end of day, I had very bad pain in my rectum. So I feared I got an STD from bottoming. Wednesday, I got a full panel and STIs were all clear. I developed more of those pimples covering all over my rectal area. I noticed a few random ones on my arms, neck, and one in my ear. Finally, Friday, I went to my doctor to see if they could test for monkeypox. I was their first suspected case, and they didn't even have capability to order a test. So now I got to wait until the county clinic opens back up on Monday. They're the only ones in the state who can test. I was told I'm not eligible for a vaccine due to suspecting to have it, which was frustrating because I read online, there's evidence the vaccine helps with the symptoms up to two weeks into infection. The only drug available, T-pox, is for hospital cases only. My doctor prescribed me steroids, so I just started taking those. The worst pain is the, is the rectal pain. It feels like I have cuts in there, and it hurts so badly to use the restroom, the sores are starting to dry out today. Little TMI, I told you, which is apparently the most painful stage. And I'm definitely feeling those too. I feel like this must be way more prevalent and contagious than being let on. It's not like I was attending orgies. I had sex with three people in the past month. There were only 28 cases confirmed in my state. If you are a male who prefers to have sex with males, you have priority access to the vaccine. So I recommend contacting your local health department ASAP to get vaccinated. So apparently this is not a male. This is a woman who took it in the bum. She was, she, I guess, was the bottom. Maybe, I don't know. We can't tell these days. So now we have this emerging. And where's it coming from? Is it a byproduct of the vaccines or is it coming from someplace else? Now, there is a theory, I, and again, I'm not here to spread the theory per se, but there's a theory that it, it comes from the water supply. Here we go. There's another Whatever happened to the uh, snake venom in the water supply, by the way? That kind of lost some, uh, some momentum, didn't it? Let me see if I can find the water thing. 
Uh, Monkeypox is being overwhelmingly driven by sex between men. Major study finds of the 520 confirmed cases, 95% are believed to be between men who have had sexual relations with one another. All right. So let me see if I can. Here's the one on water and monkeypox. No link about that. So I'm not gonna not gonna get into it. Do you guys remember Pastor Manning? He was a guy that came out and called Obama a Mac Daddy pimp. Remember that guy? He did a video years ago. I think what 20 was it 2016, maybe. Um, oh, here's another one. I was planning on going down the monkeypox rabbit hole, but why not? Since we're at it. One of the directors of George Soros's Open Society Foundations who specializes in public health, Sebastian Cohn, shares in The Guardian how he had sex with multiple men in a weekend for NYC Pride and contracted both monkeypox and gonorrhea. He blames the system for failing him. Can you believe that? I'm a 39-year-old man from Sweden living in Brooklyn and working in philanthropy. For the past decade, my work has primarily focused on sexual reproductive health rights. So I've followed the opera from the very beginning. I'd even tried to get vaccinated when New York City launched an initial vaccination drive on 23 June. But like the vast majority of other New Yorkers tried to get an appointment, I had no luck. So the idea here, obviously, is get vaccinated so you can have as uh, much bottom sex as possible. Two days after my symptoms began, the rash started as anorectal lesions, painful sores on my anus and rectum. Initially, it was a stinging, itching feeling. I wasn't scared at this point. I was told it would be mild. I was completely a healthy individual with no underlying conditions, but I had no idea how bad it was going to get. I had a telehealth visit with my primary care physician, and she agreed that I should get tested. So I went to urgent care and I had all the symptoms of monkeypox, and thankfully, nobody questioned whether or not I should receive a test. Is there more here? I mean, I think that the audacity, uh, the hubris, and the pride of these people, right? The audacity, the hubris, and the pride of these people is staggering. Just is staggering. You no, know, just give me a shot. Just give me a shot and let me go out and have multiple multiple partners, unprotected sex, top, bottom, doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. Like, where is this going? It is not going in a good place. I can tell you that right now. It is, it, this is feeling a lot more like Sodom and Gomorrah uh, meets the Tower of Babel. Like it is, it is on, right? 
and it's not just the activities, but it's the mindset, the mindset that science can somehow, or the science that's been developed can somehow be the uh, prophylactic for everybody's uh, dark and emergent healthcare needs. It's it, so the monkeypox virus seems to be coming in now, right? Just as people are starting to drop like flies with the results of the mRNA vaccinations. And I'm going to find that one. I'll play it tomorrow. I'm going to do kind of a part two with this so I can find some more examples, even though there's plenty of examples out there. This one with, with Paul Ryder is significant. He got the booster the day before. He had blood clots in his brain. That's what happened. That, and so those blood clots were creating a massive seizure, head trauma in his brain. So now we've got the monkeypox narrative. And, you know, this could be the next Chinese fire drill, which I think is probably going to happen. And the over, but the overwhelming evidence now for these people who have gotten three shots two initial plus a booster or four it's it's coming in and it's not pretty it's not pretty and i do think it's going to hit a critical mass so we're in this weird point of convergence right with the with the rise of this so-called monkeypox virus which seems to be sexually transmitted let me show you the uh the pastor uh uh, Pastor James Manning video. It's fucking hilarious. This is from 2016. It's kind of a mash, but it's funny. It's a little sophomore humor, but we're entitled to that. The cancer in the butthole. God's going to put a cancer in the butthole of every sodomite. Every sodomite's butthole will get cancer in the butthole. It'll burn and burn and burn. They won't be able to sit down because of the burning in their butthole. He can't sit down. He's got a burning in his butthole. He's got a fire. He's got a flame coming out of his butthole. God's going to have a flame coming out of your butthole. You're going to have a flame coming out of your butthole. If you thought that AIDS was bad, you ain't seen nothing yet until you see the flaming butthole. Your butthole will be flaming and you will not be able to sit down until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and there'll be people walking around all over America with flames coming out of their butthole. And everyone who takes it up the rear, everyone who has a penis injected in his butthole, when that penis comes out, the flame will start burning because ain't nobody gonna stick no penis in that flame. That flame will be an eternal flame coming out of the butthole of every sodomite. Flame coming out of the butthole, flame coming out of your butt. That man pulls that penis out of you, a flame is gonna come out and nobody will ever stick a penis in your butthole again because it will be on fire. You ain't seen nothing till you see the flame coming out of T.D. Jake's butt. 
Ah, lightning bug. Got a flame coming out of his butt. And all flames shooting out of their behinds. You're going to see the power of God. Flame of fire is going to come out their buttholes. We'll have a flame coming out of their butt. You women have a flame coming out of your vagina. You're going to have a flame shooting out of your vagina. And amen. So he snuck in uh, two vaginas there with the with the butthole talk. I know it's a little sophomoric, but it's actually kind of funny, a little comic relief. And is he wrong, though? I mean, that's really the question. Is he wrong? I don't think he's wrong. If anything, that's prophetic. I mean, I just read you that description of what that person is experiencing. Hey, look, you know, here we, uh, you know, this is, you know, you know, my perspective on the whole thing is that in my head, like, you just don't go where shit comes out. That's just me, okay? You don't go where shit comes out. You know, you you, you can, you go to the place where, where birth comes out, right? You go to that place. In my mind, I got another video going on here, but not, not, that's just me. I did the math in my head a long time ago. I was like, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Fecal matter? No. No. Not my thing. Not my thing. Um, and, you know, fortunately, also, not my partner's thing or partners or however you want to you know, phrase it. Not happening. So it works, right? The math works. So we're headed to this place where there's a moment, there's a convergence. I talked about this last night where we're going to, the, the, the numbers are going to be too big to deny too big. To, you've already got Tucker Carlson, who I still think is a deep insider is talking openly about this stuff now on, um, on Fox news. And before, you know, he would, you know, YouTube would take those videos off or demonetize them right? He's on YouTube. The Fox stuff is on YouTube and he's talking about this pretty frequently now. And we just had Burke's scarf lady basically say that didn't work. We, we overplayed the vaccine. Oh, okay. If you've lost a child or loved one and there are people that have and are and will, how does that sit with you? Fauci's on his way out. He's on his way out. He, you're, you're not going to really see a whole lot of Tony Fauci. Finally, he was around for far too long. He said he's going to retire next year. He's going to take his pension and leave. Of course he will. Um, but there's going to be an outrage around what has happened. And it is mounting. I can just feel it, right? I can just feel it because more and more people are starting to show these symptoms of dropping like flies. And even if I was watching, I was watching Grant Cohn, who has a YouTube channel. 
And he, he does, you know, just stuff on the 49ers. He's a little gadfly. But I noticed, and I know he's vaccinated, because all those guys, if you want access to the 49ers and the press room and, and be able to talk to the players, you got to be vaccinated. In fact, in, in California, it was so bad that the 49ers who play in Santa Clara actually had to play a game in fucking Arizona because supposedly too many people had tested positive for COVID. That's how bad it is there. So Grant Cohn, I've noticed he started, he's starting to get these sores right, right under his nose and he's, and he's conscious and aware of them. Now I've watched him. I've watched him do this. Right. Something's going on with him and that's a sign, right? It's not a monkeypox thing, but people that have been uh, jabbed have these breakouts. I've seen them. I've seen them. He, now he's got one, right? So this is now downstream. And so these are younger people who generally have healthy immune systems. So we're about, about a year downstream because he had to take these shots in order to get into training camp last year when the 49ers were practicing. So we're a year down the line, which means that all the other stress and all the other things that go along with, um, you know, people's day-to-day lives are catching up, even if you're young and even if you're healthy. So if you got the juice, if you got the, um, uh, the bug juice, I'm going to call it bug juice today. If you got the bug juice, you're probably going to start to exhibit more extreme symptoms. So we're not even close to being out of the woods on this. Not even close. In fact, what's if I go back into Grant Cohn's history, um, he, his father, Lowell, who used to be a big-time sports writer in the Bay Area, and I'm assuming Grant's mother was vaccinated because I know Lowell was vaccinated. I know Grant was vaccinated. So if they're vaccinated, I'm sure the mom is vaccinated. Mom died. Mom died. Mom died about six months ago. Wonder why. You know, are are, are people asking questions about this? If they aren't, they will be. Because I think the avalanche around this is going to start, and it will be global. It's not just here in the U.S. It'll be global, and the outcome could be brutal. Absolutely brutal. And what if they trace this all back to the U.S. and Fauci, Burks? You know, where is Trump on this? Who touted Operation Warp Speed? I mean, you know, these are pretty big, pretty big issues. And we all know who the players are, who the players were. Um. The only guy that seemed to be halfway decent around any of this was Scott Atlas. And he he's probably he probably had a big what the fuck moment when he was there. I think he wrote a book. I should probably look at his book. Anyway, um, I don't mean this show to be depressing because it's it's not really depressing. What what it is is that we're we're going to get to the truth. It's going to come out. 
And when I, when I was looking at it with last night's show and looking at that square with Mercury on the 1st of August, that's a pretty intense square. So just, you know, hold on, hold on, hold on, stay healthy, right? You're going to look back at that time and you're going to be grateful that you stuck to your guns and that you did not fold to the pressure. And if for some reason you did, it's not going to be held against you. It's just not. I mean, people, I have empathy for people that, you know, have to deal with stress and pressure and families and I have empathy for it. At the end of the day, though, if you stood fast and drew a line in the sand, you didn't cross that line, take solace in the fact that you made the right choice. And now you get to cultivate that right choice into the next course of right action for yourself, whatever that is. And it's really hard in some ways, right, to, to see this as being an empowering experience, <laughs> especially if you have family members who are sick. <laughs> and you saw the, <laughs> as he coughs with phlegm, especially if you've seen the effects of how this has impacted families and maybe your own family, right? It's hard. And I'm not even talking about taking a victory lap. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about understanding that the choice that you made or the choice that you didn't make, choosing not to, is a choice. Is a choice that not only more than likely saved your life, but also has contributed to whatever quality of life that you have now. So it's important to remind yourself of that. And if for whatever reason, you know, you did get a shot, again, I'm not here to judge you. Uh, and if you are you know, doing your best to ameliorate or remediate the effects of that shot, then, you know, more power to you. And I, I hope you transform that and are able to um, divest yourself of whatever kind of impact it's had on your life. All right, that's it for today. I got to take care of my car. Uh, when we come back tomorrow, I'm going to try to go down this rabbit hole again with a few more very specific and implicit cases. Until then, use your head in order to discern what's real, your heart to set what's possible. I'm Robert Phoenix. Take care. Have a great, happy Monday, and bye for now.